You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and I have Matt Brewster here, who I've heard about through other guests like Larissa Birdseye. He's all about town. He's Funky Brewster, and that's with a PH, so no no F. I had, to take, I had to take advantage of that when, uh, you know, my last name is Brewster. I had to do it. <laughs> Damn. Funky Brewster. We got, we got Funky Brewster, Matt Brewster, here on Something Rather Than Nothing. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you so much, Ken. I'm very glad to be here. Really yes. excited, too. A little nervous. This is my first solo podcast interview. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's it's it, it's fun. It's it'll be a good fun uh, conversation, and um, a lot of people, you know, uh, liking liking your tracks and the licks and all the musical work that you do. But I got to ask you first, Matt. Uh, sure. Going going back to the beginning, uh, were you an artist when you were born? Hmm. I I would say so. Um. I believe that everyone is an artist when they're born, I think. Also, unfortunately, societal structures can sometimes maybe cause people to forget that fact. And maybe the artistry is dulled, but I don't think it's really ever extinguished. I think that, yeah, I mean, when we're born, we're, we all have a little bit of art, a little bit of magic within us. I mean, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I... um it's 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 a it's a big it's a big question like developmentally has come up because i don't know to put it in simple terms it's like i think people got it when they began and then part of their life story ends up being whether the people who are around them jump in and say yeah you do that crazy shit that you're doing right right right, right. or they'd be like or, or whether they look at it, hey, that's a sign of the devil. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I grew up in a very religious you know, family and, you know, I did the whole church thing pretty, pretty solidly. So I, I, I sort of get that a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, the, I, I agree with you. Like, the, the craziness is the art, too. You know, like, I mean, it's what makes us all individuals and separates us from, from one another. And I think that, yeah, sometimes that can get a little lost and, and a little bit... Um, dulled and that that's unfortunate yeah hey uh, matt i wanted to i wanted to uh, bring the listeners into um you know the 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 music uh, work that you do sure. and you know i had mentioned uh had a recent guest uh larissa bird's eye who's yeah uh, fantastic and 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 fun and she's great um, isn't she <laughs> yeah she's 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 super i'm sure we'll we'll give our props and uh <clears throat> to to larissa as we go along but um uh, one of the things uh, that that I want to know, and, and if you could let listeners know, you bop around town. You're in, in different projects. We're gonna have a track uh, by uh, Hiroki um, that'll sure. be playing in, in in just a little bit. Um, you work with various artists. Um, so tell 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 the listeners what you do and where you pop around in the you know okay. Portland Pacific Northwest and wherever. Sure. Um, well, I have two main projects that I'm a part of. One is with Larissa Birdseye, and I've been doing that music with her ever since we met. And uh, <laughs> funny thing about that is I, uh, I met her at, a, uh, at an open mic, and she was just playing um, some music there. And I was in a hip-hop funk band at the time. This was like maybe eight years ago or so. And we were looking for a female vocalist and just so happened to randomly be like, hey, like, 
really liked your singing. Do you maybe want to be a part of this band? Like, you know, what's your number? She's like, yeah, okay, buddy. And, you know, <laughs> whatever. So went, went, on, went on about it. Uh, we exchanged information. Like, maybe a month or so later, she finally listens to some of the tracks I sent her. And she's like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Like, maybe, maybe <laughs> I want to do this. And, uh, you know, so we did that whole thing for, like, about another year. And then that band died off because we couldn't keep a drummer locked down. Drum- drummers are sneakily hard to, to keep locked down. Drummers are tough to keep locked down. Yes. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, after that, she just, you know, kind of wanted to do her own music and asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. I said, yeah. And so we've been doing that for ever since then. And we're still doing it. We actually were just in New York. Um, she's still in New York, but I, I just got back a couple days ago. We played a couple shows out there. Um, we just re- she's released a couple singles since the last EP, which is Wildfire, and that Wildfire EP I had a heavy hand in um, co-producing and playing some instruments on as well. And uh, yeah, it's a you know we've we've gotten to tour up and down the West Coast. We've gotten to go to the East Coast a couple times. Um, we're playing shows all over the Northwest as well. Um, but yeah, so Larissa is one of the projects. The other project is Hiroki. That's uh, more of a, a recent one, I would say. It was kind of so. It's with my Hiroki is me and my friend Salvatore Manalo, which I don't know if you've heard heard his name. Yeah, around, but yeah. He, he is one of the slickest singers and slickest guitar players around. Um, also, one of the hardest workers I've ever seen too. But uh, yeah, he was doing his solo project and he had a band, and his bassist ended up uh, moving to LA, and he asked me if I wanted to to join up, and I said yeah. And then after we had been playing for a while, um, you know, a couple of few months, I was like, hey, you know, would you be interested in like, you know, doing like a co, like, a, you know, a co thing, you know, where we, yeah, where yeah. we uh, write the songs together, you know, and like perform together under the same banner. And he was like, yeah, sure. So we we birthed Hiroki and that was kind of made official, like pretty much like close to the start of the pandemic, actually, which was interesting because we didn't really get to play out. But what we did get to do was, since we live like five minutes away from each other, we got to hunker down, write a bunch of songs while drinking a ton of alcohol. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we, yeah, we just recorded them one by one. And uh, so what we've done is, tr- instead of like releasing an album or an EP, we've been going about it by releasing it single by single. And we released our first one last october so almost a year about a year ago almost and uh we've been releasing one a month ever since up until like maybe last month i think was you know the last time we put one out but uh we'll we'll be releasing an ep i mean i was kind of hoping that we'd have it out like this month but it might not be till early november or something like that but we're just now finally starting to play back out and it's really cool too because even though it's just me and Sal that are kind of ha- like you know spearheading the project, we got a drummer on board and we got a dope keys player. And uh, our keys player is also he's like using his uh, laptop to trigger auxiliary sounds and like you know using all of the MIDI sounds. We like send him all the MIDI patches that we use on the recording, so he's able to just do all that live. And it's it's starting to sound really really good, and I'm really really excited about it. Um, but yeah, so that's Larissa Birdseye and Hiroki, and those are the two major projects that I work with. Um, I just do a lot of freelance too around town. Um, September was a really crazy month for me. I think I played with nine different groups in September. Wow. And it's, that's a, I mean, I mean, I'm used to playing with multiple groups, you know, in any given month, but nine, nine was kind of a lot for me. That, that was, um, 
I think I was just really chomping at the bit and like really anxious to get back to playing music again, you know, since things were opening up and I just kind of said yes to everything. And I'm really glad that I did because it challenged me and made me like really focus up and get back to like pre-pandemic Matt, you know? And yeah, yeah. Really like hard. doing 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 the art the <laughs> maybe the way you want to do it, or at least moving in that direction. Or just um, yeah, and just and just being busy again, you know, and uh yeah. and making sure that I got my chops back up to up to speed and just my ability to learn songs by ear really, really quickly. And you know, it was exciting to write out charts again. Um, which I had to use charts because there's no way that I can remember nine different set lists for in the no. same month. No, <laughs> way. no way, not possible. I have a famously bad memory. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got to play with, uh, let's see, this month I played with like Toxic um, and she's a sweetheart and a super high energy. And, you know, we did that at the Star Theater. And then I played with Rain Ezra, who's ridiculously talented. She's a, a young woman here in Portland that uh, just a wonderful soul singer really good ear for harmony and music and orchestration. <clears throat> um, I played with Will Kinky. Um, I'm sure that you've heard his name thrown out mm -hmm. around. Uh, yeah. Dude literally plays everywhere all of the time. Um, my friend, Wim Grace, she just came into town and did a studio session for her. And then I went out to uh, Goldendale, Washington, uh, out to this beautiful place that uh, my buddy E. Wayne Jones has. It's a like this compound out in you know, just in the middle of nowhere, but it's like this beautiful, like tall vault style ceilinged room that we recorded in with huge bay windows with a gorgeous view. And uh, I was out there recording for Liam St. John, if you know that guy. Mm -hmm. he, uh, man, what a voice Liam's got. He's yeah. just so intense. And you would never know just by talking to him because he's so gentle. <laughs> Start singing, he's like howling wolf all of a sudden. Like, he's got <laughs> yeah, you know, um, he was on, uh, I think, what was it, The Voice he was on recently? Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, pl I play with a bunch of people. And anybody that, that calls me up and says, hey, I'm looking for a bass player, I'm looking for a cajon player, or I need you know, a collab on something, if I'm able to do it, I will. Yeah. Um, I think one of, one of my favorite things that I got to do um, last year was I worked, um, I haven't done hip-hop in a very long time, but I got to work with uh, this rapper, producer, um, Mike Bars. Um, he hit me up and asked me if I wanted to do a bass line on one of his songs. And it uh, was a song called Million Deaths, which you can find everywhere. Um, man, Mike is so talented. It's it's one of the, the best raps I've ever heard in my life, honestly. And wow, I, was, I, get a... I, was, I was just astonished to hear the final product. I was like, wow, man, I can't believe that you just had me on that track. That is so dope. I was so excited. Yeah, I'm. I, I look forward to, to to hearing that. I, uh, I've had uh, hip hop guests on. I, I, you know, I grew up. It's funny. I grew up out at, out east in Rhode Island, and right when like rap and hip hop, that's all I listened to. So it was like you know mid '80s. I was like 12, 13, uh, break dancer, you know, rap oh, music. Okay, you're a little yeah. b boy. Okay. Yeah, definite, okay. definite. Definite b-boy, and um, I've listened, I've listened, uh, listened to through uh, throughout, and I was just checking out the new um, Nas uh, album. I didn't realize he had one, so I didn't um, either. Actually, this is the first time. It, 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 and it, it's like um, somebody had mentioned to me, it's like he's always on top, and like you listen to it, and I'm like, this guy's still on top, man. It's Nas, so yeah. And um, I mean, Nas is a killer. We all know that, man. Um, Let's go. 
So hey, let's go, um, uh, listeners. We're gonna go to um, to Matt's work on with Hiroki. We're gonna play uh, a, a track uh, recently released called uh, "Light 'Em Up." Hey, Matt, we're gonna play this right now, and afterwards we're gonna find out what the heck art is. That sound good? Sounds great to me. Alrighty, here we let's go. Imagine cruising in Cali, raising a glass in the air. Light em up if you got em, baby We don't care, don't care From the coast to the so much fun <laughs> i love that song i realized after listening to that song um there's a big 
gap in my uh, music listening that's uh, cool grooves, man. Dude, it's the bassist that targets the booty uh, and just, you know, makes you want to all about the groove. I love it. I love it. The sun's out today, you know, Uh-oh. if you can put up, open up have. the sunroof and, you know. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, man, that, that was the whole vibe of the song. You know, we just, want, we just wanted a nice summertime slapper and, man, we just ended yeah. up with like a, this weird disco trap gospel-y sort of fusion song and... You know, we had uh, right. we had Paul Parisa guest with the piano on it, man, and he killed it on that. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Okay, so I got a <clears throat> I got a couple a uh, couple quick uh, fill in stories for you before we ask you about what is art. So, one of the funny things uh, we mentioned uh, my my uh, b boy period. Um, my <laughs> tag at the time uh, was Sphinx, right? Sphinx. Sphinx. Okay. And in my head, my my twelve year old white boy head. I was like, um, my 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 moves are so mysterious that they're riddles, right? Okay. The, 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 like the riddles of the Sphinx. So there was a lot of mystery, a Ooh, lot of riddles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's what I did with it, right? So if the if if the move was wrong, if I blew the move, it's a riddle. So <laughs> nice cover, man. Nice cover. I like it. Nice. Uh, the other one has to do with 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 drummers. Uh, strangely enough, I was at a weed eater. Uh, show. Uh, I'm a big uh, sludge doom metal guy, and um, the weed eater drummer didn't make it to the show because he was in the hospital. Oh shit! Don't 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 know why he was still intact, but um, okay. so they showed up to the yeah. show without a without a drummer. The three three piece band, and I had never seen this before. They were the you know they were the the lead band. They the pulled band? out the they pulled out the drummer from the first three opening bands to play three songs on each of their songs. Wild, man. So I saw, I saw them play with uh, three drummers, none of which they expected to have. How fun is that though? You know, like uh, just not knowing, like, especially for the drummer too, like not really knowing the tunes. It's like, all right, here we go. Let's all gas, no breaks. Let's find out. the, The drummers were, universally excited <laughs> oh hell yeah and did, well, did it sound good did they do a good job it sounded good it sounded good awesome, you know man. uh man, what a way to drum- recover like um, can you imagine showing up to a show and then like something so essential like drums is like not able to make it oh my god what a nightmare and this that's, is that's making game. something out of nothing right there that's something out of nothing that's something out it. of nothing <laughs> and the funny thing is too uh the final piece on weed eater I'd, this is the third time I had seen them, and each time they've completely blown up equipment because of how loud it just completely blown it up. So Holy not only have e- each time I've seen them, they've dealt with personnel issues. They've dealt with equipment issues. It's like ants are like actually blowing up. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen or actually like heard a real life story about that. That's insane. Well, next time Weed Eater runs through town, well, I'll see. I'll see you there. I might have to go just for that. For sure, I'm bringing earplugs, guaranteed. But uh, I mean, this uh, this I might have to see. <laughs> um, all right, so we got uh, we got Matt the uh, Funky Brewster, um, and this is the 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 first big uh, first big fastball at you. Uh, what is art, Matt? Yo, that's kind of an easy one, I think. Any form of creative expression to me is art. And I think like people typically have um, like uh, they tend to view art as things like music 
singing, film, painting, drawing, dancing, you know, th- things like that. But I think art really extends to, to other things and other aspects in life, like, I don't know, cooking, architecture, like interior design, like different forms of like massage, acupuncture, healing, um, even like being a, a mental therapist or, you know, can, can be a form of art, landscaping, um, shoot, winemaking, brewing, distilling. I mean, even sports, like you ever, you ever watch Michael Jordan play basketball? That is right? art, you know? Yeah. Um, man, I, I had a big Michael Jordan phase when I was younger too. Um, but yeah, yeah like uh, video games, um, parenting even, I think can be a form of art. Man, that is an art. Like hats off to all the parents out there. Props to you. Y'all are doing it and we see it and we're all, uh, we're all the better world for it. But yeah, I think that anything that takes creativity to me is art because we get to do it our own way on our terms, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that. Now I have a question that's connected to it and it's, it's in general too. The question is, you know, what is the role of art? And I ask that in the sense <clears throat> of like two ways, like in general, you know, for human beings creating art, you know, what, wh- what's the role, but also if you wish, you know, is, is it, is it different now during tough times during a pandemic? What does, does the, has the role of art changed? So what is the role of art? Um, wow. That is, that is a deep question there. Um, I, for whatever reason, I kind of want to start on how it's changed during the pandemic, because I think it certainly has mostly because we're, we're dealing with, with things and feelings and situations that, you know, our generation hasn't ever had to deal with before, and there's no right or wrong way to feel about it, I don't think. And any way that you can creatively express the way that you feel about it, I think is beautiful. And I think that a lot of people that are artists have have taken to that and really, I mean, one of two things have happened. It's they've either either let it stifle them or it's completely made them bloom as as artists and and transform um as far as like what the role of art is i believe that it exists to feed the soul and you know if art is any form of creative expression like i said earlier i mean what would we even be without that it only not only like nurtures us physically emotionally mentally and spiritually but it also sets forth examples for future artists to draw and expand upon um like, it's really exciting to, to think about the evolution of art as the years have passed. Like, since I'm a musician, I'll speak on that. Um, music likely probably began as, I don't actually know this, but probably like likely began as like just singing or humming and like maybe beating on a drum or like a rock or something, you know, some sort, some form of rhythm. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, lots of time has passed and instruments of all kinds have been created now and we've obviously even transcended the realm of only using acoustic instruments like we have electric instruments and as an electric bass player i'm really grateful to companies like fender for instance who made massive innovations in the electric bass in 1951 with putting out the p bass but uh but yeah now we have like synths of all kinds like talk boxes and things that can make crazy noises. We have computers with DAWs, which are um, digital audio workstations, you know, like the, the programs that allow you to record music. Yeah. Um, and we have virtual instruments that be, can be controlled through MIDI, which MIDI is insane. Like on a, like pretty much all the Hiroki tracks, like and a lot of the, the Larissa tracks, we 
don't ha- even have a real drummer. Like we just program all the drums in through MIDI. Mm. And, uh, you know, all the, the synths that we're using are all controlled through MIDI, just all on the same keyboard. I think that's incredible. And, like, instead of having to have an actual studio with, like, real hardware and consoles, you now can just use, like, an arsenal of plugins to, like, achieve an incredible quality of sound. And that goes for movies, too, not just for music. And, I mean, shoot, speaking of, we make alien music. You've heard dubstep, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy. right. But all of this to say that it only serves to inspire, create, and further innovate this form of art, which is music. And I can't wait to see what happens in the future. But yeah, I think music just really exists as a whole to feed the soul. We need that. I mean, people love art galleries. People love film. People define who they are at an early age based on what kind of music they listen to. Right. You know, it's it's such a fundamental part of, of... our society and i think i'm 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 just really grateful to be a part of it man i'm here for it yeah that's what art is to me i suppose if if i'm summing it up yeah and i appreciate i appreciate that energy i feel about it the same way as like the the sense and i've just had a bunch of recent conversations about if you think about music too as you know healing and medicine right like expelling emotion or or you know the singer expresses your emotion and then you share it like in in that way it's it's so powerful and a lot of times too with things like that i don't even have to know what they're saying or like understand the lyrics necessarily so much as like hear the way they're singing it and just be engrossed and encompassed by the melody it's um like stevie wonder said it you know music is a world within itself it's a language we all understand you know and that's true like music is a language and and everybody understands it. It's it's beautiful. It's the world language. Yeah, yeah. Stevie Stevie Wonder and Inner Visions and the the funk of the city. You know, yeah, man. Um, definitely, definitely. So, um, uh, I wanted I wanted to ask like a little bit more of a another origin, just going back a little bit. But the general okay. big question has to do about um, influences upon you, and and the question uh, around that is, uh, what or who made you who you are, Matt? Ooh, I can go like really deep with the origin story or I can just like talk about influence. Where, where do you want to start? The show is a collaboration, brother. Rock and roll. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess maybe we'll, we'll start just like with the origin story, I suppose. Um, but everything made me who I am. So I'm, uh, I was born in Seoul, Korea. I was adopted at a very, very early age, like before I had memories. Um, and I came to California. I was raised in California. Um, like I said, I, I grew up in the church, um, which I think really honestly nurtured my musicianship. Um, <clears throat> I actually wanted, so I wanted to become a musician, bass player um, specifically, because when I was in fifth grade, there was uh, this girl named Samantha Betancourt, and she wanted to play the guitar. And the school band had just decided that it wasn't just going to do like the, the traditional band instruments. You know, they was going to start incorporating some jazz instruments, too. So I was like, OK, you want to play guitar? I'll play bass and we can play music together. Yeah. And sixth grade came around, you know, it was in the summer between fifth and sixth. Sixth grade came around and she did not join the band, but I did still. I was, I was all in. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool for me because um, before that, the first instrument I think I tried to play was the trombone. And that was like back in fourth grade. And uh, I 
ended up doing i sucked so bad at the trombone like they tried to teach me how to read music i still can't read music to this day by the way um but i had to learn the trombone because that's the only thing my parents would let me play because i'm actually i don't know if you knew this but i'm i'm disabled i'm missing fingers and a leg mm -hmm. um and so since I was missing fingers, they didn't think that I would be able to play like the, the clarinet sax or anything like that. Right. Um, but the funny thing is I'm playing stringed instruments, missing these fingers now. And, you know, dad, eat your heart out. <laughs> but, it, you know, my my, uh, my parents are really cool. Um, I they they gave me all the encouragement in the world. They just decided they didn't want me to try to, you know, maybe be embarrassed in the musical realm. But. Um, they, they told me that I could probably, you know, pretty much do anything that I wanted to do in, in almost every sense. And, <laughs> you know, I, I told you that I had like a huge Michael Jordan phase, right? I wanted yeah, to be yeah. a, a pro professional basketball player. Yeah. You know, this one-legged, six-fingered, five-foot-nothing kid, you know, thinking that I was going to maybe make it to the NBA one day. I was well, I so bet there was something, I bet you there was something you could do that nobody else could do. I don't know what it is, but I bet. Yeah, lo lo lose every single time. That's that's what it was. was that's so what it was, basketball, huh? Man. Not I'm so much of an inspirational uh, story, right? No, yes. not there, not there. In fact, you know, Larissa will still try to get me to go out and play basketball sometimes, and she just whooped the dog shit out of me. And she she looks like a She looks like a hoopster. She is a fierce competitor. She gets this like look in her eyes, like Kobe Bryant used to get back when he was oh, like, boy. "Oh, you know, it's my time now." And I was, yeah, she'll she'll take it to you, man. She'll put the shoulder down and come at you. You know, is she out in New York for the Brooklyn Nets, or is she playing music? She's playing music, but oh, okay. I, would, I would think that she's moonlighting with the Nets. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, even just being disabled had a huge impact on the way that I've grown up to play music because. I, I have influences for sure. Those influences, uh, as far as like bass goes, I would say, you know, Victor Wooten was a huge catalyst. I mean, every, every bass player loves Victor Wooten. I mean, how could you not? He's one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, James Jamerson um, played on all the, the Motown hits, like half of the Motown hits you've ever heard Jamerson was on. Yeah. I uh, played with the Punk Brothers. Um, those, those two are probably my, my two biggest influences. But I could never really emulate the way that they play through my own playing because of my hands. So right. I've had to learn how to do it on my own terms. I used to play with a pick, actually, um, because that was the only way that I thought I can do it. And then I had a good friend that was like, come on, man, why are you putting limits on yourself like that? And he's like, I'm just thinking to myself, shit, all right, you know, pants me in the schoolyard, call me out. You got me. Like, let me, let me try this thing. And. Yeah, put, put in the work, put in the hours and the time in the shed, and I'm not. I haven't used a pick for so many years, and I'm I'm slapping. I do slap bass a lot. That's one of my specialties. I do a lot of double thumb technique. Um, do a lot of palm muting, but yeah, it's a uh, that that's really been a the disability thing has been a big factor on forming me into who I am, especially as a musician. Um, I think my past. My past, I, I used to struggle a lot with substance abuse many years ago. I was like wildly addicted to drugs. And I think coming out of that, music had a big, big role in me stepping out of that, which is kind of ironic because I feel like a lot of people might get into drugs because of music. And, and yeah, right. Game, you know, but yeah, it was actually the opposite for me. And, um, you know, I owe a lot to my friends and my family and my bandmates and, you know, 
just honestly the whole music community for keeping me on the straight and narrow, you know, since then. Um, and quite honestly, you know what? The more I think about it, everyone that I meet in life in general, not just in the music community, I think changes me on some sort of level, you know, may, maybe not much, sometimes maybe a lot. But I yeah. think that everybody that I meet changes me in a, some sort of way. And I'm grateful for that. And it's, it's helped form me into who I am. Yeah, no, and I, and, and, and thanks, Matt. And the thing, and the thing around, you know, around with, with, um, with the art and what it does for you. I mean, I think it's so powerful and I know you pointed, you know, towards it, but, uh, you know, I'm talking artists, like there's a sensitivity to like, you know, the human condition, right. And like feeling things and, um, you know, I think you pointed to it of like sometimes the culture around art tends to be problematic or like uh, escapism or it can be tied up to other like, like yeah. drugs and, yeah, you know, absolutely. things that could be problematic for the person. But it's a complicated dynamic because within there is like the, the way that sensitive people or artists or people in general hold on to songs or hold on to that riff to kind of like, right. um, it's how does you know the question of like how does music express what we can't express in other ways not only that but it can it can take you back to places too you know you hear a certain song and you can remember times in your life when you know you heard that song and i i, I don't know that's just another way of speaking to how powerful i think music really is um, yeah all right, uh, Matt. We've been warming up. Uh, we've been warming up a bit. Um, there, there is the big question, um, you know, that your answer about, you know, is going to basically guide uh, folks about uh, why is there something rather than nothing? I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going for the funk here. I'm going to the funky okay. Brewster. I'm saying, <clears throat> like, well, what's What's going on? Why is there something rather than Why is there than something nothing? rather than nothing? Man, that is a broad question right there. Um, you know, I would I would say because there's got to be something. Because if there's only nothing, what are we even doing it for? All right? Like, there's got to be something. In your life, in my life, in our lives, we, we have to have a purpose. And I think that's really going to be the only thing that's ever going to continually cause us to keep pushing, you know, and keep keep trying to take the next step to get to the next level, to get to the next day, hour, minute, whatever, you know? Um, <clears throat> shoot, even even just deep breathing sometimes is something rather than nothing, you know, if that's what you got to do to keep on pushing. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that uh, on, on another manner of speaking of that, of this topic, I think it's really exciting to go from an empty blank canvas of whatever sorts and create with it. You know, like just get to put your own mark on whatever form of art, you know, that that you want. Um, yeah, you, I don't know. You just got to make something out of nothing. That, that's just the way life, life is. You know, life life puts yeah. us here. We didn't necessarily ask to be here, but here we are. Make something of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, man. Um, I, I want to I ask... Uh, I wanted to ask one question related to, you know, um, you speaking about your uh, disability sure. and, 
you you making adaptations, trying to figure out like how how is it that I learned this? How does uh, that I do it? I mean, did you struggle at times being like just fuck this shit? It wasn't created for me. I mean, you, you get to that point where you're like, you know, why am I trying yes, this? Yes, absolutely. That has been a thing. I've been you know I've been doing this for over twenty years, and you bet your sweet ass that I have thought that on more than one occasion. But you know what? I, I don't think that just because I have disabilities that I'm the only one that ever thinks that. I think that yeah. pretty much every musician that I've ever met at one point has been like, what? Like, should I be doing this? Like, is, is this for me? Like, you know, I, so I don't think I'm alone. But um, as far as the disability goes, you know, I, uh, I have wondered that specifically about the disability. That That is true. But the thing is, it's the only thing that I've ever known that I've wanted to do since as, almost as far back as I can remember. And it's one of the few things that I've gotten really, really good at and that I've wanted to stick with. And it's one of the only things that when I'm not doing it, I miss it terribly. And I feel like part of me is missing, you know, that I'm not being myself and not being true to myself. Um, and, and when I think about not doing it and like maybe like, I don't know, in times past when I thought about just getting a regular nine to five and submitting to the the man, you know, it's, it's just it's so, I mean, there's, there's a certain sense of security that might come along with it financially, but it's just such a soul sucking thought that I, I, I mean, this is what I'm doing. You know, I've, I've made the decision. This, yeah. this is it for me, you know, and even if later on yeah. down the road, music financially doesn't pan out somehow, I'm still going to be playing music. That's never going to stop. You know, I, I, I just have to. Yeah. It's just such a fundamental part of who I am at this point. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah. uh, uh, for, 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 you know, personal indulgence and, and for the listeners. Yeah. Keep, 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 keep of playing course. it. Keep uh, doing I want to say, like, if you're thinking that you can't learn an instrument because, man, I can't tell you how many times I've heard motherfuckers come up to me and be like, oh, yeah, I can't play the guitar. I can't play the bass because I have such you know fat fingers or whatever it's like motherfucker you got all 10 of them <laughs> don't even give me that i want to hear it um but yeah man like if, if you want to do it if you want it bad enough if you want if you want to do it you will put in the work you will put in the time yeah. you will deal with the frustrations and guess what you're gonna probably end up pretty good if you stick with it yeah um yeah, yeah i man. hear you no thanks thanks for that uh, listeners, we're talking with uh, Matt Matt Brewster, and uh, before we let Matt go, I want to I want to find out, uh, Matt. Can you let the listeners know? I know you mentioned uh, the bands who played, uh, you know, Hiroki track there, and can you can you lead um, listeners to to where to find your stuff, whether it's live in person oh, yeah. or yeah, kind yeah. of like where where to come in contact? Absolutely. With you? Um, as far as Hiroki goes, um, you can find us anywhere that you consume your music um be it you know spotify itunes title um amazon soundcloud wherever um we're there um you can find it on our website which is um hiroki the um we you know have links to to all of our stuff on our instagram which is just at hiroki the band please follow us there we'd love the support it means more than you know um and yeah i mean <clears throat> as far as when we're playing out we're going to be doing like our first official live show at the end of this month it'll be october 29th in portland at the atlantis lounge and we'll be 
kind of doing double duty with Disco Montano, which is um, Haley Lynn and James Villa's duo. But we're kind of going to be backing each other up, you know, in each other's projects. It's going to be it's going to make for a good, funky Halloween night, man. Y'all can make it out to that. You absolutely should. Um, And you can find the ticket link um, if you go to our Hiroki Instagram page, click that link in our bio, you'll find the ticket link right there. Um, And then as far as Larissa goes, you she is, like I said, currently in New York. And I don't think we have since she's going to be there till November, the early November or end of October. We don't really have any shows lined up for the rest of the year. However, our next show that we do have on the books is at the Crystal Ballroom on January 15th. And uh, looking looking forward to that one a lot. I I've, I mean, it's the Crystal Ballroom, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man, I, that's so great to hear. And, and thanks for sharing that because um, as, as listeners, you've heard, Matt has a, a lot of different projects. And, I, and I, 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 I've really enjoyed going uh, deeper into them and, and, and following them. Oh, and, I also um, got to say, because Larissa I, will murder me if I don't. I forgot to tell you where you can find that music, too, which is also everywhere that you consume music, which is Spotify, you know, uh, Apple Music, all that. Um, and her website is LarissaBirdseye.com. And you can follow her at LarissaBirdseye on Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. And, and thanks. Thanks for that. We love uh, Larissa. Had her recently on the show. And I'll put out a I'll put I won't put out a strong challenge right okay. now, but I'll put out a light challenge. I'll put a, out a light challenge to Larissa Birdseye for a one on one up to oh, 11 points uh, whenever we get the chance. Oh, and um, uh, so um my my idea is my idea is this uh if she can't uh beat the 49 year old white guy who's been off the court for 20 years larissa but there's uh, got to be some sort of stakes anyways, here like we got to come up with like uh you know some sort of some sort of uh, prize i'm like speaking for her here like i'm, I'm setting the terms of this deal that's why the light challenge was there. I'm trying to establish whether there's any management, whether you're the promoter, whether you're the booker. I have been a booker and I've had like done some promoting and a little bit of managing for her in the past. She's kind of like, she she's mainly spearheading all of that now these days. However, I think that maybe I can help orchestrate this, this basketball one-on-one challenge. I would love to see this go down. And, uh, you know, Larissa, when you hear this, if you shy away from a basketball one-on-one challenge, I'm just never going to look at you the same. You will just be forever shamed there. on the court. There it all is. this is all this is now is now recorded. <laughs> I will enter final point. I will enter the court as the as Sphinx. The Sphinx. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! She's going to okay. probably show up as Larry Bird so. if I'm being honest. <laughs> that, that's her b-ball name right there. <laughs> the Sphinx versus Larry Bird. Will... <laughs> Let's go. I will even I will even let her borrow my Larry Bird jersey thirty three white classic. Wow, that's okay. Now she's got to do it. She doesn't have an option anymore. All right. Um, thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Matt. I got to tell you, uh, ever since coming in contact with you, it's 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 really been um, a, a pleasure of mine to 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 hear your music to. To, to, to you know to kind of connect with your spirit and what you have to say and this is an opportunity for oh, me man. right here um dude th- yeah. well thank you so much for reaching out to me in the first place that was it's an honor to to be contacted and to get to know you and to be a part of your show um thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely uh 
just a wonderful time. Matt Brewster, everybody check out uh, his music. You need the funk. If you need the booty shaking, you need the, you know. We also got the emotional tracks too, though. You know, the ones that put you in your feelings. As well, I mean, there's a certain popularity. I got to lead there with the go. booty Absolutely. shaking and then the, the, the That's how I always start, too. Also, I don't blame you there. Thank you. Yeah, thank, yeah. You, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, great chatting with you, and I'm sure uh, I'll get to see you uh, playing some music soon and encourage everybody, listeners, uh, to the best of your ability. Check out uh, Matt's music, Larissa Birdseye music, Hiroki, and uh, oh, thanks thank again, Matt. Thank you so Matt. much. See you soon. Take you care, too. brother.